You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 35 of Age Grouper for Life, where we have a special guest today, Mr. Hans Larson. Hello, Hans. Hello. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Well, so we're recording this, uh, hopefully, towards the tail end of uh, full lockdown of the... Uh, COVID-19 stay-at-home ordinance here, but uh, that is still very much up in the air. Um, But uh, but yeah, um, it's been uh, at least a few weeks here that uh, everybody's been in isolation. Elliot's still probably a little bit longer than Hans and I, Um, but uh, here we are. So uh, Hans, let's get a little background. We'll probably, I'm sure, go back to some COVID-19 funness here, but uh, um, let's hear a little bit about you. Um, so I just already said you live in New Hampshire. How old are you? Give me give me a little bio, quick bio. Yeah. So I'm uh, 47. I uh, I started uh, endurance training when I was 38, with a mission to try to qualify for the Boston Marathon, uh, the year I turned 40. Um, so I was primarily starting with running once or twice a week uh, that turned into three or four times a week and uh, I stuck with that for maybe four or five years before I got into triathlon Uh, I I did finally qualify for Boston after making six attempts at finishing a marathon under 315 Uh, so I had one out of the six was canceled halfway through. I was well on track to qualify. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. A snowstorm came in and cut us off at 17 miles. Oh. So uh, that was kind of an interesting one. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I finally qualified at uh, um, at uh, uh, Rhode Island Providence race. So uh, I did uh, my first Boston in 2016. And, but uh, I had gotten into triathlon before that because I got injured playing ice hockey one day, one morning and decided, uh, let me give the pool and the bike a try. So that was in 2014. Nice. So I've been at triathlon for six years. Very cool. And what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer, so I do um, product development for a, a inkjet um, manufacturer in Massachusetts. Cool. So. And I believe you have a beautiful spouse. Yes, my uh, my wife. She works in the pharma industry. She's also a chemical engineer, engineering manager. 
Bonnie. She, uh, we basically uh, live in between the two workplaces, so it works out pretty well. And uh, we've been married uh, coming up on 15 years in September. Nice. Yeah. And so you've had uh, a little uh, success in triathlon as well since you've uh, started that in 2016, huh? Yes. It's a, it's kind of an interesting story as well because uh, um, I uh, leapt right into the tri- triathlon uh, world. I did a sprint and a half my first year. And... Uh, um, the second year I did a, an Olympic and a full Ironman in uh, Mont-Tremblant where I uh, bonked pretty hard on the run so I learned all about the Ironman shuffle <laughs> uh, or <laughs> barely that yeah but you got it done right I got it done I got it done I have a, a, a it's interesting funny number there where I finished in one two three four five six 12 hours, 34 minutes, 56 seconds. Exactly. So <laughs> that is cool. That's one of my major accomplishments in triathlon. <laughs> nice. Uh, and you've done uh, how many fulls you done now? Yeah. So and this is an interesting one as well because I started six full Ironmans, similar to why I, st- I started six marathons and completed five Ironmans and completed five marathons to qualify for the big show. Boston Marathon and Kona last year. That's right. Yeah. Hans was on the big island with us last year uh, for his uh, first first tap into the island here. And uh, I'm sure Bonnie wasn't disappointed and had a good, good trip out of that as well, right? Most definitely, most definitely. Hey, you guys were uh, there for a while. Yeah, we were. It was there for two weeks. Yep. Nice. Very cool. So, um, tell me what uh, once you kind of you know the injury kind of led you to triathlon, but uh, was there anything in particular you liked about it, or why you've kind of stuck with focus more on that? I. Uh, not sure. I have a I have a small group of friends uh, that uh, co- kind of coaxed me into getting into this sport. Uh, we have a small group of friends, uh, the triathletes of Onway Lake. We call us uh, call ourselves Tools. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice little abbreviation, but it's a group that meets for open water swimming, some bike riding, some running. Pretty pretty chill not very competitive but one of my friends in that group said hey i'm signing up for a fold next year and i said okay let's do it (laughs) so they kind of rolled into that and the more i do the sport the more i enjoy it and it's it's kind of an interesting one well yeah i mean i'm sure our listeners are already gathering that you're not competitive at all huh no, 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 not at all, not at all competitive. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I'm less competitive than a lot of people out there. And I do enjoy the process. I don't love the competition of the process, but I enjoy being fit and strong. And uh, that's that's really what I enjoy. So I'm not terribly disappointed about the race season right now. Uh, all right. And there's a lot of people like you. I mean, I you. I think you enjoy the process versus, I mean, you do like racing too, but a lot of people, I mean, I have a 
good friend who's really good at the sport and he's like i actually don't enjoy racing that much he's like i like the training and i like the process of just getting up getting in the routine every morning and getting that in and he's like the racing just kind of stresses me out <laughs> yeah totally it's very true and i mean i think that's a good quick tangent here you know we hit up on it on the the last episode you know dealing with with COVID 19 and everything that's going on now but you know it really is hopefully for most you know about the lifestyle and living a healthy lifestyle and that process that we're talking about here is really what's what should be the end goal and what's most important to you um you know yeah absolutely racing can definitely be stressful and uh you know hopefully can be motivating uh at times but uh hopefully there's there's other things that that people find motivating um especially when when their next race is unknown like uh is the case for most of us here at this point here so um absolutely but uh definitely agree with that yeah yeah um and i would say uh that hans i guess for the record i do coach hans so uh i understand is is training quite well here and uh has seen the uh his development and uh, pretty incredible to be a part of um but uh you know he's extremely dedicated and uh is very consistent with his training um and it's been that way uh, ever since we've been been working together so um he definitely i uh, would have to agree that he's he's with the process um likes to, to question things when uh, he's uh he's not quite sure on why we're doing certain things which i respect and um but uh, the bottom line is he uh he really has put in the work here for sure and uh i think that's a key reason why he you know uh had, had qualified for boston or now numerous times and uh was in kona last year yeah and hans i mean what do you think is the key to your success i mean i think you and i share very similar characteristics i mean we kind of i started a little i started younger than you but um i mean we i started as a just a standalone marathon runner and with the goal of qualifying for boston and then i kind of got in into ironman and triathlon just like you i mean i was kind of just talked into it and but i've always been a hard worker and i don't necessarily think i have the talent but like colin said i mean i'm very consistent with my training i'll follow a plan and i will kind of do whatever it takes as far as uh, making sacrifices to get it done yeah I, I think uh, it it I forget who said it the best but consistency is key right uh, you have to accept the fact that you're gonna have ups and downs in your training you're gonna have bad weeks you you might even have bad months um, but which you've had right Hans? Over, we'll yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah for yeah. sure for sure um, and and over over a year you're gonna have a month that you look at that training you go i can't believe i didn't lose a ton of fitness during that month because i you know trained you know two hours a week for three or four weeks there and then it does come back you just gotta trust that if you listen to your body you can hammer down when uh, when your body is ready for it and ease up when it's not um but uh, you know you can't really give up too soon either. You 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 want to push, but be on that edge and not really go over it, right? Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, I mean you know to talk to that. So Hans did end up doing uh, three full Ironmans last year. Um, so he raced Ironman Santa Rosa, 
with me in uh, in May, and uh, we had a good trip. But uh, uh, let's let's talk about that for a minute. So uh, training went uh, perfectly, flawlessly for that one, right? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> no, so I knew Colin was uh, signed up for Santa Rosa um, in the fall, and I think it was mid January when I had my first fitness test of the year and I PR'd at uh, a race that I do every year, the Boston Prep. It's a 16 mile, pretty hilly race, and very I had a very good race. And I think it was literally the day after I said, hey, Colin, I'm feeling pretty fit here. Why don't, we, why don't I jump in with you and the, my uh, our other buddy, Lucas, uh, on the Santa Rosa trip and try to get an early Ironman in and since I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling fit. I can probably handle the volume. So he said, "Yeah, I'm game if you are." So uh, we kind of hammered down and had a really good couple of months. February and March last year, we I felt really good uh, up to the last weekend in March. Uh, I had a four and a half hour trainer ride. I watched three movies. I did some really strong endurance work 80 percent ftp longer sets and i was just flabbergasted that was a great training month i felt so good and i'm like this is the strongest i've ever been this this time of year only to be disappointed the following tuesday when i sat on the bike and everything hurt my legs had no power i just felt like I I was done. I couldn't do anything. Recovery riding was all I could do. So screaming, texting, to texting, calling, like, what do I do? And uh, it didn't really go away. I uh, I had six weeks to uh, fine tune my fitness for Santa Rosa and build that last big set of volume, and then you know, so four weeks plus a, a, a taper there and every like legs hurt every time the run was okay the swim was great but on the bike my quads my it bands glutes they were just in pain anytime i pushed over maybe like 60 percent of ftp which that's not very hard um, and we had a rough spring too so it wasn't very warm so you try to get out for a bike ride when it's 38 degrees and raining it, it, it's You'd like to get out for a little bit rather than sit on the train and suffer, right? So I know, Colin, you and I had a long ride where neither of us felt great, I don't think. And we just kind of got through it. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know, I think the, the lesson there, though, right, is, you know, we obviously didn't just say, okay, well, you're hurting, just suck it up and keep going here, right? Yeah. You know, we certainly adjusted, toning it back, and I think that yeah. you had... Uh, a lot of doubt in that process and in, in doing that but uh um you know at the end of the day uh um you know very competitive field at, at santa rosa but uh you end up having a decent day right yeah it, it was surprising because i finished up you know the last six weeks i must have averaged you know six or seven hours of training where i would normally be in the high teens 18 or 19 um for an ironman for you know, coming up on um, b before the taper, and uh, it seemed to get better 
just uh, just in time for race day. So I had a good race. I, I certainly didn't have this bike leg that I wanted, but uh, that was kind of expected. So yeah, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, and those roads weren't great to yeah. begin with, but and and the course is not as flat as as I I had thought you know, yep. going out there. Sure. Um, I think yeah, you guys both I... have talked me into not doing that race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got to do it in the spring, I think. Uh, you do the alternating years, right? Right now. Um, but what I I did a bunch of testing and 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 blood work and such, and I think we yeah, we ended up in a place where where I just hadn't done the recovery stuff. I just felt so good that I didn't think I needed to do foam rolling. And I think there was an allergy component as well uh, that may have been affecting how my body felt during that time. Yeah, I think that there was definitely something there with that. But also just to hit home for people is that, you know, getting to that start line as healthily as possible has really got to be priority one, right? So right. Even if that means you know dropping back your your fitness a little bit um, in order to to allow that to happen, um, but uh, yeah, you know, like Han said, uh, working on um, you know making sure that you're doing the little things in recovery obviously goes uh, a long way as well. And uh, sometimes we it's easy to forget about those things, and you know, it's kind of that double double-edged sword where you know you're you're putting in more volume and you're working harder you may not even you have less time to get those kind of things in but that's when you need them most so um you really just got to figure out a way to make time and if that means toning back your training a little bit to accommodate that i think it's it's well worth it but um but yeah no i think that that was still uh an encouraging day and uh um it was uh i'll, I'll be perfectly honest i uh, wasn't sure how the day was gonna go for you leading into the to the race there and uh but one thing also i'll say about hans is uh he is a gamer and uh when uh he shows up to the races he likes to throw down here so um i wasn't surprised at all that uh, he still was able to have a good race so um very cool yeah no i had a very good run off the bike and uh, that that you know obviously that continues to be my strength so uh, it's uh, it really is a huge um, um, benefit for me the fueling on the bike where uh, I, I come off the bike and I can run well uh, after you know six and a half seven hours of getting out there already it's uh, it's good I kept looking yeah, no behind doubt. my back in Hawaii when I started to fall apart on the run I'm like ah oh, Hans is going to catch me <laughs> <laughs> That was Elliot's motivation. Yeah, that's my only motivation. <laughs> and, and one one quick backtrack here, Elliot. So you said that you're similar to Hans, but the problem is you learned how to swim in the time being. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's really fair to say anymore. Well, living on a lake helps too. So talking about being in quarantine, my wife actually got into the water first. It was like 50, low 50s the first time we got in, but we got neoprene booties and caps and all that. And we've been in Gloves the lake. Too, right? Yeah, we've been in. Yeah. We've been in the lake quite a bit. So you have been. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so the the stronger swimmers get stronger, and the Hans just and Collins trying to the stay world, ahead of Hans. Uh, <laughs> down, yeah, huh? My only mission in life. I'm just trying to stay ahead of. 
trying to stay ahead of Hans. <laughs> my my mantra was always I got to get through the swim to get to the bike. But <laughs> as you get more more competitive, you realize that digging yourself a twenty minute hole on the bike on the swim, <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> you you yeah. could, you you can be pretty far back coming out of the swim if you're not if if, if you're not improving your swim. That's for sure. Yeah. No, no but I'm you. I'm with you. I think out of all the three things, having having a good run leg is I don't know it's just so much it's so just motivating like late in the race when you're still passing people and just feeling good and I just couldn't imagine it the other way around so I would say if I had to pick one strength it would be the run but I mean I want to be strong in all three but I think you have a good strength (laughs) no doubt yeah so let's uh Let's pivot over to your next Ironman of the year, uh, which was Ironman Lake Placid. Um, yeah. So uh, let's let's hear a little bit about your day on that one. Um, I had a. It was interesting because in the pre, in the year prior, I did Tremblant, and uh, I I think I felt a lot stronger going into Tremblant, uh, but um, Lake Placid. Uh, it's obviously a, a little bit more of a difficult course. Um, I did do something um, that I hadn't done before, before last year's Lake Placid. Is I completely cut out alcohol for eight weeks prior to that race. Now, that's not for everyone, obviously. But um, uh, as competitive as I am in sports, I also like to indulge myself every once in a while. And sometimes that suffer. Uh, makes my Sunday morning long run uh, less of a, a uh, what do you call it a uh, deliberate effort and <laughs> just a slog so and a detox and a detox correct <laughs> so it's uh, 85 90 degrees and sunny by the time by afternoon that by when I finally get out and do my 22 mile run it's not ideal so for Lake Placid last year I did uh, cut back and you know, cut out alcohol completely. We did have a great training camp at the uh, camp at the end of June up there with the club, and uh, and that that was uh, encouraging. Um, but um, in Lake Placid, obviously the bike course is hillier, the run course is hillier. Uh, but uh, I uh, I managed to you know, pretty much stick to my plan. I had a, a solid swim. I think it was a PR by maybe 30 seconds or close to it. It's obviously a very fast course uh, from a swim standpoint because you can follow that wire that, and you can you can swim very straight if you will. Um, so there's no deviation there, and it's a pretty calm waters too. Um, bike split. I was a little disappointed. Um, and I, I went through a few dark places on the bike where my power numbers, my speed, uh, they were just fading. Um, early on, 55, 60 miles in, I was not happy on the bike. And it was a windy, kind of a warmish day. So as you turn up those hills back to uh, the village on the first lap, I was already uh, not happy. <laughs> I uh, I think I rounded the first lap in maybe like two forty and change, and I or two forty five, 
and I was hoping to be under 530. I'm, I wasn't sure if that was going to happen that day. And certainly, and uh, sure enough, I faded on that second lap and gave up, gave back about 15 minutes on the second lap. But you stuck but, with it. You didn't overbike, right? You kind of. No, I, I did not overbike. I, I, I really kept very close eye on my heart rate, more so my than my power, because my power did drop down. I was you know, just under 200 for the first lap, and maybe like 180 on the second lap, which is still pretty good power numbers. But I was hoping to be over 200 the whole thing. Um, but coming off the bike, and and in any. 112 mile bike it's it is amazing you come off that bike and you just almost collapse as you hand off your bike to the volunteer every time i come i i don't know if i'm gonna make it to my run bag (laughs) (laughs) these legs will not carry me into transition what is going on here and uh you you take you take you know not too much time but you you take a little time to just take a few breaths and change up and and kind of get out on the run and usually that first few minutes on the run I'm very happy even though it feels like um, this is not going to happen I grab my banana I chew on my banana and then I clock a 650 split for the first mile (laughs) and I realize yes I'm running downhill but I am kind of moving a little too fast Easy to do on that course for sure. It is easy to do on that course for sure. Or hopefully, I guess. <laughs> but I, I, what it, one thing I stick with on the run is that I look at the heart rate. And I just want, I just try to make sure I'm not overdoing it, and I'm keeping that very aerobic, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what place are you in coming off the bike? Do you remember? I think I was maybe. 18th or 19th off yeah. the bike. Yeah, high teens. Right. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. either, but I think that sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, you ran them down, huh? Yeah, I ran them down. I uh, and I, uh, I had a good first lap, uh, just about an hour 45, I think. My wife was standing at the uh, at the uh, loop point and uh, probably a mile and a half from the finish. At the loop point, she goes. I think she was yelling at me, you're 13th, something like that. So I was 13th uh, coming on, coming coming around the first lap. So I got had some work to do because my goal was to get in the top five. I figured there would be at least four slots, if not five slots to Kona. So uh, time to drop the pace. Uh, I have a friend of mine that had a bit of a rough race, so when I passed him, you go get him, he said, and I saw another friend of mine, and he said, okay, this is your day, you just go get him. And so I came around with a mile and a half to go. I came up the hill, it's a mean hill, uh, go up into, into the village there. So it's one of those, do I walk it, do I jog it, do I shuffle it? And I, I, I walked for maybe 10 feet, and then I said, no. Uh, let me let me settle into like an 8:30 pace, nine-minute pace up this hill, and we, you know, I got two miles to go. That's just you know, burned the last. So my wife is at the one and a half mile mark, and she is very excited. She's looking at her <laughs> tracker, and she goes, "She said I was, you're at sixth 
42 seconds out of fifth. So I was I was 42 seconds out of where I wanted to be. So uh, at that point, I said, well, there's 10 minutes left in this race. So I just stepped on it. I skipped the next aid station. It was the final aid station at 25, I think. And I just settled into a solid seven minute mile for the last 10 minutes. And I came in, I, I clinched my spot by um, maybe, maybe a minute. So obviously fifth, right? number yep. five, yeah. Number yep. five guy must've fallen apart a little bit at the end there. But yeah, that was very encouraging with my wife yelled at me. I said, okay, well, I know what I need to do. That's right. Just step on it. Don't lease up, step on it. Yeah. yeah. And it all worked out and you got your slot. I got my slot, one roll down slot the next day. There was four spots that year, no extras in my age group, which is pretty unusual, I think. Right. But yeah, um, I got the first roll down slot, so I got what it yeah. took. You know, I got to go on the podium. That was nice. I like the Ironman podium that has five spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was special for me as well, for sure. Uh, I always like to track all my athletes but obviously was keeping a very close eye on you and uh you know knew you could catch that guy but it was going to take some work but uh um you know as i mentioned before how well hans races and you know he's one that can really throw down and, and hold things uh on the run i knew that uh it was well within his limits so uh that was really awesome to to watch from afar yeah. so no, we had a great day in Lake Placid. Lake Placid was good to me twice last year. It was great. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you went back there not too much longer, and you decided to grab a 70.3 world slot, huh? Yes. Yeah, I went back for the 70.3 race in September. Um, I think, oh, yes, I did that because I had Arizona lined up. Oh, yeah, that's right. As yep. a backup race in case Kona didn't happen. So I moved my Arizona entry to Lake Placid 70.3. And I went back there and took 11th and uh, was able to get a roll down slot for 70.3 Worlds in New Zealand, which is uh, this Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. Hopefully I get to go. <laughs> I hope so here, huh? We shall see here. Very cool. And uh, was Kona all you uh, dreamed it would be, or what? It's it is one of those places you chase it for three years, and yeah, I had several instances and moments of euphoria out there. You know, I took the Uber to go pick up my bike at the uh, Kailua Kona, and I was riding my bike with a backpack on. And I didn't feel great. Jet lag was hitting me pretty hard. Um, but uh, it was one of those, you just stand, you sit up on the bike and you're like, wow, I am riding through these lava fields. I'm gonna be racing here in five days or six days, whatever it was. It's, uh, it was pretty overwhelming, emotional, for sure, for sure. Very cool. But the race itself is pretty easy, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing, nothing to it. Nothing to it. <laughs> there, there's nothing hard about Kona. <laughs> oh boy. 
you can't underestimate those crosswinds on the bike that's for sure yeah no well, it's, you, you stayed within yourself right and you had a solid run and uh i think you had a pretty good darn good day for your first time there yeah i uh i, I took some advice from um a guy i've met uh, we do 100 and 100 every year in vermont and uh, it's a nice relay race running race so we do 100 miles on the route 100 uh, six people one team but i talked to this guy and he said yeah i went and did it and he raced it and he said i wish i didn't try to crush it because i would have liked to enjoy the race more so i kind of took a little bit of his advice i didn't know him that well but i said to myself you know i want a strong run that's that was my goal and so obviously i was looking i was not looking forward to a saltwater swim no wetsuit I knew I was going to be a little slower in the swim. Um, the swim was worse than I thought it was going to be. I swam very easy, like comfortably. I was not swimming like I was trying to set a PR. But I got pretty seasick in the swim. Uh, it was a little on the wavy side, the, the rolling waves. Uh, not bad enough that you know I needed to evacuate, if you will. <laughs> But I, I literally stood in the showers coming out of the swim for maybe, I don't know, five minutes. I must have had a hundred people pass me in the showers just to rinse off and just get within myself. And I told myself, I'm going to take it easy on the bike. Just I was I think I was averaging 40 watts lower than target for the entire bike split because I said to myself, I don't want a bad run. And obviously, I gave up a lot of time on the bike, but I had a very good run off the bike very cool yeah so uh i don't think i've asked you this question yet here uh um haven't been there now do you want to is it aspirations to go back or what um yeah i maybe next age group maybe (laughs) uh, i'll I'll, uh, consider doing another encore i haven't uh, discussed that with the wife much uh it's uh it's more of a bucket list item but now that i've done it i'd like to see how well i can do it obviously sure. it's always the case you and it was it was the case with the first iron man right you go okay well i did it but i took a long time to do it <laughs> how fast can i do it and the same thing with Kona, right oh definitely you know i still uh after five times, still just want to get back and do better. <laughs> yeah, no. Elliot, you feel the same way? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good uh, thing. I think that's why, I, I mean, you see a lot of people there that you ask, how many times have you been here? And they've been there, like, multiple times. And you sometimes ask, like, why are you there? But everyone kind of has the same kind of mentality that you do there that's what makes that place so amazing to me is like everyone works hard and everyone puts in the work and everyone has like very similar mindset to you so it's it's a really cool place to experience so true yeah absolutely but uh you know and your most coveted prize of last year i'm sure was being the northeast multi-sport mvp that's right hans (laughs) Yes, yes. No, that that was. Uh, and I had a very good year, and uh, and uh, it was a nice little surprise towards the end of the year to get the MVP award. Uh, 
uh, only took me 46 years to that, uh, get that kind of award <laughs> in, the, in a sports club of any kind. <laughs> so clearly, yeah, I, I wasn't a strong soccer player when I was growing up. So, <laughs> But I was hardworking. I was always hardworking. Uh, that's always been a trait of mine, is that uh, working hard, putting in the time. Very cool. And it favors the long course triathlete for sure, for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt yeah. that that is a key characteristic <laughs> for most uh, successful triathletes for sure. Yeah. Ellie, you got any questions? No, I think I'm gonna go out for a swim. Got to stay ahead of Hans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he can't. He, I know he can't get to the pool right now. No, no. no. But he's put in, uh, put in a lot of work there as well and uh, has definitely improved his swim um, with time for sure here. So, cool. Now, I do get comments from people at the pool, you know, just random people that my swim looks so much better and you hear so much faster in the swim. Even though uh, the swim is probably my biggest, um, uh, my biggest, I don't know, sore uh, I don't know what the right word is. Opportunity? But, uh, well, not the opportunity, but it feels like it takes so much effort to gain any oh, kind yeah. of time in this yeah, swim. Absolutely. Yeah. And you work so hard and you took two minutes off the swim. And you go, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> but it, it translates, you know. It's it's one of those things is that you, you take two minutes off the swim, but you also work much more aerobically so you're not spent coming out of the water right it's you know, you can't underestimate the fact that you can swim faster but not by much but you can come out of the water and feel strong and feel like you didn't burn a lot of matches in the water right yeah very well said no i Absolutely. totally get that i mean you're kind of you're more of a natural runner and it's kind of like you work harder when you're running you're going to see a faster mile split when it when it gets to swimming, when you work harder, it not, doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be faster in the water. I mean, you could flail in the water and feel like you're working hard, but it doesn't necessarily always translate to speed. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Hans, you got one piece of advice, maybe two, if you got a couple of things that uh, that you'd give to. Uh, our listeners for uh, success what would it be I think um, you you want to respect the balance of training recovery and and sleep because uh, it, you can you can work pretty hard and, and get pretty burnt up if, and, and pretty quickly if you don't balance it so Absolutely. And I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'll say, uh, hopefully I don't mind me mentioning, you know, that's something we, especially even at the beginning, would bat a little about is uh, me always kind of trying to press you to get more sleep, right? And yes. I mean, Hans would certainly be one that, you know, even if there was not much sleep, he was still going to get the work in the next day. And, you know, just trying to hit home on the importance and, and making sure that uh, you're respecting those kind of things, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, the the other piece of advice is, if you're not feeling the workout, and if you're not if you're not feeling like you have a good workout in you, do something. 
because it, you might just not have the motivation but sitting on the bike get on the bike for 30 minutes uh, go for a short run do something because you will feel better Very you well will said. definitely feel, feel better even if you you know giving up on a deliberate workout I really I, mean, I just listened to a book named grit which is uh, talks about belib- deliberate training versus just training and that's huge deliberate training yep absolutely and that's right Hans that just reminded me of a, a one thing I guess we kind of talked about before uh, jumping on here um, so uh, you did a little uh, little run test uh, recently how huh? do you want to share some results on that with the listeners real quick yes for sure um, so last year before Santa Rosa the big the big hype of the world was the vapor flies, uh, the the Nike super fast flies, carbon yep. fiber four percent uh, carbon yep. fiber four percent Nikes, and everyone talked about how they were supposed to be four percent faster uh, than any other shoe, and you, um, I bought a pair, um, sight unseen, uh, for Santa Rosa, I got them on and they were very comfortable. Uh, I. I did a lot of work a few years back where I focused a lot on my run form to have a midfoot to a front foot strike rather than a heel strike. And um, so my run form is pretty good and it, it really works well with these shoes. So I got those, I got a pair of those and uh, they certainly feel fast and everything, but how do you really know, right? So. And they're supposed to only have 250 miles in them. So naturally, before Kona, I bought another pair. So now I had two pairs of those. But then Hoka came out with the Profly X. And so I bought a pair of those, and they're super comfortable as well. And they feel pretty fast. And I don't think they claim to be as fast as the Vaporflies. But they are carbon-plated, right? You know, they are carbon-plated as well, but they're more supported. So it's a more supportive shoe, not a great for triathlon because the top of the shoe is super soft. So it's hard to get on uh, quickly in a transition, if you will, even with spade laces, I think. Either way, uh, I got a pair of those and then I wore those down pretty good. And then I I said, well, you know what? Let's test this. So I planned a session going into Boston Marathon this this spring where I bought a new pair of those Hoka Proflies X. So now I have a used pair of Vaporflies, a used pair of uh, Profly X, and a new pair of each, relatively new, uh, less than 100 miles. And the other ones have four or 500 miles on them. So it's a pretty, pretty well-worn. So <clears throat> I took them to the track. I did what we call a Yasuo 800 workout. And that basically means that you run 10 800s with equal amounts of rest. So my goal was to do the each 800 in 259, three minutes, and then take three minutes rest in between and consistently hit this three, three minute mark. But I would change shoes every single 800. Now, since I'm doing 10, I have four pairs of shoes naturally i gotta throw in a different pair of shoes for the 
fit there. So I just used an old pair of Brooks Ghost 11s, which comfortable shoe, nothing special. And they're certainly a third less expensive. So <laughs> seventy percent less. Yeah. So, um, so I did this test where I randomized the shoes that I was wearing. So basically, after every hundred, I I would change shoes, and then I would run it four hundred nice and easy, and that got me just about the right amount of rest in between each eight hundred. So I got um, three minutes of hard running, three minutes of rest, including changing shoes, and total random test and what I did at the end I took the different times so it took you it took, it took me just about 180 185 seconds to go around the track twice right and uh, my heart rate was somewhere in the 160s early in a, um, 158 to 162 yeah. so what I did was I ranked the 10 runs that I did based on the ratio between the heart rate and the time that it took me. So uh, 180 over 160 gets me a number. What that means is the higher the ratio, the faster for a given heart rate I did these. And lo and behold, the Hulk, the vapor flies placed one, two, three, and four out of the 10 runs so um in a fairly normalized test they do better than both the profly x and as well as the ghosts the ghost and the profly x were pretty similar actually and my average pace was 180 seconds for the vapor flies and i was 185 seconds so it was about five seconds faster per 100 per 800 don't lie there it is yeah no i thought that was a really cool test that makes sense to you elliot yeah yeah so it is more than four percent no a little less no oh, a little, a little less. less okay a little less yeah yeah so over 180 minutes and you're picking up maybe five minutes okay so it's yeah not quite eight minutes or seven minutes but uh it's one test obviously uh, not very controlled uh, there's a psychosomatic effect obviously that you know it feels like you're running faster and in, in the in the vapor flies they feel bouncier they feel springier right so there's a psychosomatic effect but i think by normalizing the heart rate to the time i think it gets rid of that bias and tells you that yeah no they're they're faster yeah you're not sponsored by Nike, right? I am not. I am not. <laughs> if anything, I'm sponsoring them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the money I spend with them. Well, Colin was the first one to talk to me about them, and I was not a Nike guy. I'm like, I am not going to wear Nikes. And I just bought a pair, of, like the 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 version a little lower than the the Vapor Flies at the time, like the, right. the Fly Knits. And I, that carbon fiber plate seriously gives an advantage yep it's the real deal yeah i think we've talked about it a few times on the show now yeah. but uh definitely something for everybody yeah and i had uh i had st george coming up and uh i jumped on getting the alpha fly so i actually have some alpha flies on me right now 
Oh, you've got the new ones, huh? Yeah. Uh, so are those those are going to be legal? Yep, they're legal. They made like the foam. So I, I the stack height on them was too high in the original ones. That that uh that one fifty. The guy in that ten k yeah. world record or whatever. So they put it like one millimeter under the legal limit. So it is a legal shoe. Um, unfortunately, I haven't really ran in them yet. So because I was gonna use them for St. George, but. Right. That didn't, yeah. That's not oh, going to happen. Cool. Nice. Awesome. All right, Hans. Any uh, any last words for us here? No, I think uh, I think we're well, we, we covered everything. I think yeah. uh, it's uh, cool. it's been a nice journey. We've been uh, working together for almost four years now. I think. Indeed, it has. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I signed good. on with Colin and for my second half Ironman I did, and I took almost an I took over an hour off my time by just implementing his fueling and uh, his pacing strategies. So that was kind of cool. Nice. Well, on that high note here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don't I hope we all get to meet up on uh, the Big Island no again. <laughs> What's that, Elliot? I hope we get to all meet up on the Big Island again. That was pretty cool that we had the whole sure team was. over there. We did have yeah, a great, cool. uh, great time together for sure. So let's uh, let's go ahead and do that in uh, 2021, huh? I think that all depends on you, Colin. You got to talk the wife. <laughs> you got to talk the wife into it. <laughs> We wow. shall see. Uh, but awesome. All right. Well, Hans, thanks so much for being on. Really a uh, pleasure. And uh, congrats on uh, again for an awesome season and then all your, your great work. And uh, it's just great to see it all paying off. And uh, I see more success in your future, man. Well, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Hans. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you soon here.